Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg. We're broadcasting out of Roseville, Minnesota, in the belly of the beast here in left-leaning Minnesota. Today's topics, we're going to be talking to someone who leads a group here in Minnesota for Moms for Liberty, which is being attacked by left, coordinated, very planned attack on them. Um, are they really an extremist hate group? We'll find out. Also, Scott Jensen's revealing his positions on abortion. This is interesting stuff. Plus, you got to watch this video. You got to stick around or fast forward if you're watching after the fact. But this video, I think it's one of the most important videos in the last decade to watch. It's a New York Post reporter on uh, Capitol Hill in a hearing talking about censorship. Very important video. And do you think the media is talking about it? No, of course not. Because they just get their talking points from the left wing uh, Biden administration. So joining me as always to talk about these things are the political junkies. Mega Jesse, how you doing there, buddy? Good to be here. Yeah, doing good, and uh, we got a lot to expose, so ready to get into it. And the better half of the duel is uh, William Beck, Ooh. Mr. Straight Lace himself. The some will call him the blonde Matt Walsh. I wasn't expecting that. Before we went live, Jake was grilling me for seeing the Barbie movie, uh, so I wasn't expecting the transition there. I was grilling you because you said you wore pink to the Barbie movie. I did. Well, he didn't say it. Pink. He just didn't answer the question. <laughs> well, this is it was true. By well, then I just admitted it. <laughs> it was so. the implication. And by the way, you do go to Taylor Swift. You wear pink to the Barbie movie. One starts to wonder about you. I like to have fun with my wife. What can I say? That, that was a good one. That is you good. Know, you, you see, he's rehearsing that one. Uh, <laughs> reading your comments is Bridget. How are you doing, Bridget? I am doing fabulous. And we have Tucker, Base Minnesota, J.M. Teddy, and Razzle Dazzles here with us. I hope you so. ate. No excuses to mail this show, but nail this show. What is <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Get fired up, Jake. Mail it in. I am fired up. Dang it. Great subject here. Dawson running the dials as usual. Mr. Deep State himself says to us in the meeting the other day, you know, I want to join the CIA out of high school, which is exactly what everyone that joins the CIA says. Well, I wanted to join it, but never did. Wink. See, there you go. Now he's a lonely flower salesman or something, right? <laughs> yeah. In the Washington, D.C. area. Mm. I'm glad you I got that reference because that that's like yeah. an older movie. It's like early 2000s. What, the uh, Edward Snowden thing? Oh, I thought you were <laughs> sorry. I thought you were referring <laughs> to uh, Meet the Parents. Aren't you Meet? Oh, maybe I did get that from Meet the Parents. That's yeah. the Fokker series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe That's I Robert did. De Niro's like yeah. a flower. Okay. Yeah. I, I've never heard that reference. See, I would have expected that, yeah. And he's the youngest one here. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, let's talk about this article we got published on actionforliberty.com. William, you wrote the story. Tell us, what's going on with these extremist hate groups in Minnesota? we got to be careful. Yeah. Well, see, you guys know the, the mama bears, the the moms who got really fired up the, the, these last couple of years with all mm -hmm. the stuff that's going on in the classrooms, the CRT, the gender ideology nonsense. Well, these mama bears are now under attack from the left. Uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center has gone after him, calling him an extremist hate group. And of course, the Star Tribune is doubling down on that now. You know, it's uh, interesting. This is the, the most interesting attack, um, all coordinated here by the media. We're going to label our enemy one way. Then we're going to go to this group called the Southern Poverty Law Center, which no one would even know of if it wasn't for the fact that they're the quote-unquote experts of who is a hate group. And so they always go, they're labeled a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, we looked this up, but the Northern Poverty Law Center does not find this group to be a hate group, right? This is true. That is true. Okay, so there you go. Based out of Roseville, Minnesota, the Northern Poverty Law Center. Maybe we can get, <laughs> maybe we can get Elon Musk to, uh, <laughs> to do that as the fact check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're a hate group, huh? Extremists, 
labeled by their enemies, and I found out that there are some enemies because I was chatting with some of the organizers behind this group yesterday. Um, it's the group Stop Moms for Liberty. I think that's right. Stop Moms for Liberty. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's bring in one of the leaders here from Dakota County's Moms for Liberty, Bri- uh, Brittany. I almost said Brandy. Brittany, how you doing, Brittany? I'm good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Um, so let's just start out with this. Are you an extremist, hate-filled group, or are you just a bunch of moms that care about your children's education? We are just a bunch of moms who really care about our children's education. Well, there you go. All right. That's all we had for you today. Thank you, Brittany, for joining (laughs) us. We've settled that one. Just kidding. Go ahead, Brittany. (laughs) I say it's, you know, it's not even our own kids. There's a lot of families who just aren't even aware of what's going on in the system, which is where a lot of us started, just fully trusting the system. And finally, once we saw it, we were blown away. Do you, do you understand? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, she's joined us on Zoom, so I think no, there's no. a second delay. But do you understand why this is happening to you? Like, I think when we were chatting yesterday, you're new into politics, although we have a mutual friend who's a really awesome person. Jennifer, if you're watching, really love Jennifer. What a wonderful person, Jennifer. <laughs> uh, so you're new into politics, right? This is like a new experience. Did you ever think – do you even understand what's going on here and why they're doing this to you? Um, I do a little bit. Since I was young, I've always kind of been a person to stand up and push back on things that I didn't believe was right, even if it was on behalf of other people. Um, so I know that's kind of where this is coming from, is that we're pushing back against the narrative and we're crossing political lines, which is the worst of the worst, that you actually get people from all political affiliations standing up and pushing back. That's their worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, since you're a extremist hate uh, uh, racist group, I need to know your opinion of slavery here before we go any time. <laughs> not <laughs> no, good. Are you, yeah, not good. All right, easy, right? right? Will you denounce <laughs> Wait, the KKK? Why? She Will hasn't denounce... denounced slavery yet. <laughs> Does that mean she's support? Oh, I do. I denounce slavery, the KKK, okay. Okay. any sort of racism. All right. There you well, go. That, that's funny you say that because I had seen an article where a Lakeville teacher was accusing your guys' group, Moms for Liberty, of being KKK apologists. How ridiculous is that? Oh, I hadn't seen that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that one kind of blew me out of the water when I saw that. Um, I, I will say um, I don't think it hit how the teacher wanted it to hit. Um, I've had people reach out to me. Um, people submitted articles into the letter defending me that I've never met before that aren't a part of our group. Um, it unfortunately just kind of gave people in Lakeville who might be naive to what's actually going on a glimpse into what is actually going on in our in our system, even in mm-hmm. Lakeville, who we put at high regard. Right, you're exposing bad faith teachers. So you guys... Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we are. Oh, go ahead. They did it. Yeah, that's himself. right. That's true. So you guys have been planning these um, these story hours, right? Like, is it kind of in response to the drag queen story hours, or, or what's the goal behind these? For me, it was about um, getting literacy rates up. So start bringing the passion back to reading, making it fun, having um, a spot where families can go and, and make it more fun for the children that, you know, Maybe we end up doing more and it can be a regular monthly or, you know, twice a year annual or family event that they can come to and they have fun and they get to read books and they just get exposed to what other options are out there um, because we're finding out that our library has done a 
maybe a decent job of not carrying conservative books or possibly damaging them out was recently mm. exposed to ensure that conservative peoples didn't have they didn't have the options to these books that we might want um so Brittany, like a lot of us have heard about moms for liberty but maybe since it's so new we don't understand the mission how this thing was organized can you explain a little bit more about that and then maybe bring that down to minnesota as well yeah so the mission statement is we are dedicated to fighting for the survival of america by unifying educating and empowering parents to their parental rights at all levels of the government. So right now in Minnesota, we have six chapters. So we really, each chapter is individually run, focusing on their own concerns in their county. Um, when you get too large as a national group, there's times where you, you, you know, what what is a concern here? Is it even a concern, you know, just a few miles from me? So it's how, how do we impact our local communities and that is where Moms for Liberty came in. Um, a lot of us were a part of other groups even prior to Moms for Liberty, and they came under that brand um, to be able to help unify us more in a state where there's been a lot of struggles. Now, you you got into this more recently. Basically, I think we were chatting yesterday, and we were at a, an event, same event. I think it was 2021, fall 2021, I want to say. And at that point, yeah. you really weren't involved. So how did this happen where you all of a sudden <laughs> – are running a Moms for Liberty group, which is getting basically uh, trashed in the Star Tribune. So I just kind of started paying attention a little bit, watching school board stuff. I really try and focus more local. And um, I just kind of watched and started hearing about how dirty even the more political, like not or apolitical races for school board. They're, they're nonpartisan. And I just started hearing some stories that just blew my mind that I, I wouldn't expect that in Lakeville. So Can you give me an I just kept an eye on it. Yeah. Um, in a prior year, someone had threats of their house getting burned down. Hmm. Um, wow. And then the year that I got involved, um, there was a woman who was targeted. Her family was targeted really heavily. I mean, websites were made. Um, it was, it was really bad and really just not okay. The smear campaigns and, and we started watching teachers actually start to get students involved and bring them into this fight and use them to fight back as well, which is really blew my mind. Are you familiar with uh, Tara and Shakopee who went to a school board meeting, spoke up, and she was working at a bank. The bank does business with a school oh. and she got fired for that. Yes, I did hear about that. I mean, like going through your head right now, because you, you haven't been involved in politics, I guess some of us seasoned people are kind of used to this stuff. Um, like, I think it's kind of courageous what you're doing because you know of that stuff and yet you you continue on. Um, talk about that a little bit, like knowing that this stuff is facing you, you're leaving probably a job, you're losing time with kids, all for this kind of stuff. Yeah, so to be honest, I was in the beginning kind of like, I just want to be behind the scenes. I'm a single parent. I have one income. Um, I know they were targeting employers and calling employers and trying to get people fired. Um, one of my friends had that happen. Uh, um, she did not get fired, thankfully. But um, I just knew I couldn't stand by and stand back anymore. Um, since I was a kid, you know, attack me me all you want I don't really care you can say whatever you want about me I know my worth and I I don't put my worth into what other people have to say about me mm. and I realized 
as much as I have always lived that way, that's not the case for a lot of people. A lot of people really are concerned about how the community sees them. And so um, as I stepped up starting to help get school board members into our um, Lakeville schools, um, someone suggested that I actually sign up to be a Monster Liberty chapter chair. And I put my name in there and kind of just thought whatever's meant to be will be. And hey. that's kind of where it took <laughs> off from. <laughs> that's usually how most things in politics work. Oh shit, I'm the one that signed up. Oh no, look what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak from experience on that one. Uh, this uh, girl no. in your group, so she actually was targeted and, and I'm assuming this is like the radical stop Moms for Liberty group, or because uh, there is a group right now that's like coming after you guys, right? Yeah, there is a Stop Moms for Liberty group. Um, it's newer, so this was before we were ever Moms for Liberty. Mm -hmm. Um, that my friend was targeted, so a school board member as well as um someone just who happened to speak at a school board meeting um was targeted, and and thankfully her employer is like minded, and so they just let her know I got this phone call, FYI. Um. Mm. So, yeah, but there is a group that is um, targeting us called Stop Moms for Liberty um, because, you know, why would a parent be concerned about making sure their kid can read and write? I mean, that's what they're, that's what they're scared of. That's what they're upset about. Um, you know, it, I was advised, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago that within this group, they even doxed my children's schools, where my children go to school. Um, one of my children has special needs. Um, Unfortunately, this wasn't the first time that a group like this, the, uh, when before they were Moms for Liberty in Lakeville, they did the same thing to a fourth grader, little girl, um, where they were cheering and championing that she left the school district, how happy the teachers must be. And a parent sh shared, found out and shared where this child left the school district to go to. And these are adults speaking about a fourth grader. Yeah, that's a sickening part of the left. You know, I do a lot of coaching. Uh, I got a, let's see third grader a first grader and then one that's not quite in school yet um i mean there's no politics like you you need to help develop kids foster a good environment for them the idea that these people they're so sick they want to impose their ideology on these kids and by the way not just in that regard they're also doing it here in their books that they're trying to do oh you must be one of those groups that want to ban books right <laughs> no we've actually never even <laughs> contested a book in our chapter <laughs> oh so. okay because that's yep. the big that's the big movement by the left right now. You know, censorship's only coming from the right. These banned books, which by the way are just pornographic. Right. Well, you guys haven't. So, have you guys talked about the book Gender Queer at all? Has that been an issue? Like, in, I know it's been an issue in Hastings. I don't know about Lakeville. Yeah, it hasn't been in Lakeville. Um, Hastings, um, on their own, they have they had started doing some work down there. I know they had it in their school. Um, it wasn't directly, it wasn't a part of Moms for Liberty, but I know that they had pushed back on that, that book being in their school. It, it is not in Lakeville schools. Um, we have a question here in the comments from Base Minnesota. He says, um, can you ask Brittany who's ultimately behind all this nonsense in Lakeville? I don't, I don't feel comfortable sharing names. Oh, um, oh no, 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 no. Come I know. On. Dish it. <laughs> I know. I don't. <laughs> I just, you know, that's what they do to us. Like, you yeah. know, the person mm -hmm. knows what they're doing is wrong. And, you know, I, I know, thankfully, people within Lakeville who may have aligned with this person have actually even started going, 
yeah, this isn't okay. This is wow. this is this is crossing boundaries. So I just hope that people that are in that group or in that networking really see what's going on and go, I don't agree with, you know, doxing children. I don't agree with harassing businesses and recording them without their knowledge to get them to take down a, a candidate sign that you don't agree with. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things that that has been done. And I just hope people start to see it and we'll show who we are and, and they'll show who they are. Well, I won't put you on the spot, but I think ridicule is a really effective tool, especially if someone's <laughs> going across the line. But I won't put you on the spot because you're a guest on the show. Um, so, Brittany, how many groups are there out there right now, Moms for Liberty? And, you know, what would you encourage people? Because I know this is an issue that people really care about. What would you encourage them to do? Um, get involved. So, you know, it's not just moms who can start a mom liberty chapter. We do have a few dads who have stepped up. Um, I, so I would so really guys recommend... that wear pink to the Barbie, you would fully take those people on? <laughs> Taylor Swift concerts I don't actually think these men that I do know would wear pink to Barbie, but... Yeah, yeah, they're a rare. They're a rare batch, but... Uh, oh, I guess it's because his, yeah. with his wife... I don't think... <laughs> we, we can talk about this another time. Mm-hmm. I have over, thoughts. Over but... some Bud Lights? What do you want to do? Ah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just yeah. guy talk. We, we have to belittle each other, you know. That's just who we are. It's in our nature. I can't help yeah. it. It's toxic masculinity, quite frankly. That's what it is. Very toxic. Sorry about that, William. We'll, we'll get to yeah, this when we, do the, <laughs> when we do the Barbie movie review. How about He's that? so uncomfortable. All right, go on. Sorry. What should people do to get involved? Um, I reach out, see if you have a Monster Liberty chapter in your county. Um, if you don't, sign up, start one. We have six so far in our state. Um, we have Dakota County, Scott County, Olmstead, Wright, Ottertail, and St. Louis County. Um, if you don't have one, start one. You know, we're here to help along the way if you need it. Um, if that town sounds too scary and daunting because it's at a county level, um, you can reach out to me directly directly and I'm willing to help where I can um, and, and help give people information and know where to start to look um, and start to make a change in their community and help ensure that our children are getting a good education. And our, our literacy rates, I looked in 2022, was 55% for Dakota County. Mm. Oh, that's an article for today, uh, William. Since we didn't have a chance to discuss this morning, they came out with some numbers like math and reading scores down big time. That was that was the pandemic thing I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Shoot, we didn't have this in our show prep. But yeah, great point. And they all blame it on the pandemic. No, it's really not the pandemic. It's Governor Walz's response to the pandemic. Yep. And a bunch of these teacher yeah. unions' response. And, and I actually, s- I apologize. I had the wrong stat. for fifty. It was 55% in 2019. So I did pull the stat pre-pandemic because that narrative is used. In 2022, it's 49%. Brittany's mm. totally fake news. You can't trust the numbers. <laughs> she's, she's a hate group according to Southern Poverty Law Center. <laughs> Although the Northern Poverty Law Center thinks they're good. So apparently the, the Northern Poverty Law Center finds the Star Tribune to be a hate group. I like the Northern Poverty Law Center a lot yeah, more. They're very good. Yeah. yeah. The best. Even. I think they got great advisors on mm-hmm. their board. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brittany, thank you for joining us. Um, as I mentioned to you on the phone, anything we could do to help, we got – this great facility. We got to give you a tour here, but we want to help Moms for Liberty grow in advance because this is a very important issue. We talk about this stuff on the show all the time. So I appreciate the work you're doing. 
Thank you. And just one last thing. We are hosting those See You at the Library events across the state on August 4th and 5th. Go check out the Brave Books website and come join us at those events because there may be some counter protesters coming to uh -oh. make the event. Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe we should get some cameras out for that one, huh? <laughs> oh, Carol Hexham just commented on Facebook. She said, I'm hosting a See You at the Library yeah. event at the Detroit Lakes Library. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, my gosh, what? The Detroit Lakes Library, the uh, Lakes Agassiz one. That's the one that, that was my childhood library. Mm. Oh. Allegedly. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, thank you very much for joining us, Brittany. Thank you. Yeah, you know, oh, it's just, it, they're so obvious. Oops. They're so obvious to the left, what they do. Every single time. They don't like a group, and the group is somewhat powerful and doing something that's important. And what are they going to do? They're going to trash talk you. They're going to call you hate, extremist, racist. We've seen all this stuff before. I see them going the same way the Tea Party went. They're going to tarnish this name. In fact, you know, the other thing about the Tea Party, they got hijacked by the Republican establishment. Mm -hmm. And so this Moms for because that's what it is. You know, the Tea Party, Moms for Liberty, these are all like good grassroots-oriented conservatives with the right cause, a very powerful message, and then they get in the realm of politics – because I think Moms for Liberty just had all the major candidates at their big national conference. Do I have mm. that right? Uh, I, I don't I, think all of them were there, but I think they invited for sure all of the major ones. This well, is the first time hearing. I know Casey DeSantis has done a lot of work with them. This is the first time hearing about a big national conference, though. Yeah, yeah I, can, have asked I, I can fact check on that. Okay. Yeah, we got to get the, the facts right around here. This is the truth hurts. And the truth does hurt, Jake. <laughs> I like wearing pink to that. No, okay. <laughs> I'll drop it. What do you have to say about it? Come on. What are you going to say about it? Oh, no. I, just, I, I don't care. It's a... Why do you guys want to talk about Barbie so much? Honestly, I don't get it. We do one movie review, and we're like, oh, we got to do movie reviews and because everything. Because people, one, because people like the movie do review. You, do you guys at home, and do you two, want to hear about the Barbie review? Because it has political undertones. I think having a room of conservative men and women, men and women, <laughs> uh, talk about it would be beneficial to the audience because people are probably curious. It's really gotten hyped up in the in the media. Ted Cruz declared war on the Barbie movie, supposedly. What? Yeah. Oh, so and Ben Shapiro is doing this awful. But the weird thing awful... is, everybody's so split. That's what I think is weird. Yeah. Like all conservatives are like either hate it or like it. That's I mean, I don't. I, I don't it love it. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun. I think it's movie. okay. It's yeah. What happens if years. I go to Barbie, not wearing pink? Napkinator says Barbie sucked. Did you see it, Napkinator? What if I go to That's Barbie true. and I just don't have an opinion on it? It's just a movie. Then what do we got Jake, you literally give opinions for a living. What are you talking about? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, do I not have an opinion this, on this something? movie? I'm will sure give family you weigh in on this one. You'll, sure. you'll have opinions about the movie. I will. Yeah. I'm so, not political, and I have opinions about the movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so uh, just to throw this in there, I'm looking at the National Summit and forum they held. They had DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Asa Hutchinson... Vivek and Trump. Hmm. Uh, the other ones were not invited. Nice. That's pretty big. They didn't yep, invite so Perry Johnson? Big. Nope. Our I boy? think they just, uh, the A team. They, well, actually, it's like. Asa Hutchinson's on Trump, the Trump and the B team. Yeah, Trump okay. and the B team. <laughs> well, because there's tears this game. And, and you guys did uh, political junkies back when you thought those were cool, Jesse. <laughs> and uh, that's the reason we don't have political junkies. Jesse just doesn't know what he wants whoa, to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We do have political junkies. What are you talking about? You haven't done an episode in like. Three weeks? Yeah, but when he killed, you, you just killed it on air like that. <laughs> I, oh, I mean, I want to revive it. I want to bring it back. It's not dead. 
All right. We either do a review. He got married. He had a break. What's I did it? have a break. He yeah, got married. That's the excuse. We're on break. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're on a break. Um, Barbie <laughs> sucked lame. Uh, hey, William, how's disaster doing? Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Jesse's got something. Oh, to oh yeah. This. What? what? I was going to say, Base Minnesota said William only went to watch Marco Robbie. Okay. Well, that okay. is a valid reason. <laughs> okay. That's Austin agrees. I, that's I, a very she, good She's a good-looking woman. Matt good Peter did go, took awesome. his daughter and their friends, and they were bored. Your really? daughters are bored? That. So here's a hot take. I don't think it's actually oriented towards kids. Hmm. I think I, it's oriented at former br- kids. Please bring the ACN. I can't get over the heat coming from that hot take. It's a take. hot take. That was I know. a hot take. I'm just, I need to well, because it's a, Nobody plays with Barbies anymore, as far as I know. Right? Uh, I don't know. I, apparently, I can't have girls. You don't have I girls, I only have yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and this isn't the 80s where you introduce a Barbie to see, see which uh, way they go, you know? Well, you know, that was the big thing in the 80s was it's all about socialization. Traditional gender roles are really because of parents giving them uh, masculine toys. So then they try these experiments that give boys Barbies. Turns out boys take those Barbies and shoot them out of rockets and throw rocks at them. I mean, like... Boys are boys. Mm-hmm. It's ingrained yep. in their head. Yep. And you see this. Like, I- I'm going to just tell you something right now. I never recall. I'm pretty certain. Never recall potty, like, telling potty jokes to my boys. Right? Tooting, you know, like, they think farting on poopy and all that kind of stuff is the funniest stuff ever. Mm-hmm. I never recall teaching them that funny. Now, I guess they could have picked up at school. But it's like mm-hmm. instinctual. It's instinctual <laughs> with little boys mm-hmm. that that is funny. No, There's something about it. Me. <laughs> it. William's laughing at it, and you're not. I even just think it's joke. funny. He how still we got thinks here. it's funny. That's my. That's no, my point. Just, <laughs> how did we get here? That's we my. We have some comments laughing. here. Razzadazzle says <laughs> they're bored. I'm bored. Stop with the Barbie talk. But then Base Minnesota says at this rate, let's just hear William's movie review. So, uh, so we'll William, do a separate video for this because I think Dawson has some opinions. William, here. I, William, and I will come up with something if nobody else is mad oh, enough and, to see the Barbie movie. And Oppenheimer, <laughs> I'm seeing Oppenheimer tonight. So, um, and because of the meme, you know, the Barbieheimer meme, I think maybe we could do a two for one. I would be down for that. You see, if you go and see Oppenheimer, the manliest movie that's come out so far this year, you may as well go and see Barbie as well. You got to balance out all that testosterone you gain from uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why I did this this morning, but... Oh, I know why. Um, I saw some, like, short or something like that with Ashley Judd in it. And I'm like, what is Ashley Judd up to? Because you guys all know of Ashley Judd as this, like, crazy left-winger, right? But I remember back from, like, her great movies in the 90s, especially the one... I think this was, like, 2002, when she was with Jim Caviezel in High Crimes. Why are you giving me that look? You None of us yeah, know I don't know who that is. You don't know who Ashley Judd is? No, no I, I don't think so. None of you guys know who Ashley Judd is? I don't know who anybody is, so don't look at me. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Actress? She ran, uh, I think she was running for senator in Kentucky. Maybe she never launched that campaign. How old is she? Uh, When's the last time she's had a notable movie? Just like you're up 55 years old. 55 years old? Like, what's she in? You said something. That High Crimes, old. Double Jeopardy. Uh, oh, she was uh, married to Matthew McConaughey in A Time to Kill. Great movie. These old chick Oh, my God. Or? I'm done with this. this <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> what did you say, William? Are these chick flicks? Or a what? Time to Kill? <laughs> I've heard of that one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a 007 movie. Oh, is it really? Oh, my God. Yeah. This is crazy. Oh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen all the James Bond Mark movies. That hurts Jake me. Old. Old. <laughs> well, that's not true. I'm not that also, also, I went and saw Mission Impossible. That was a good movie. That was, that was surprisingly fun. good. I didn't expect to like that. 
Well, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. I maybe, <laughs> maybe the movie review series is just mine and Williams. If no one all else I'm is all I'm realizing right now is how little I get to go see movies, because you know, it was Sound of Freedom. I had to go like eleven o'clock at night. So, oh, this episode's turning into TMZ. That's true. That's so true. Let's. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Tucker says, "How about the lion Bidens?" Razzadazzle <laughs> mm-hmm. knows who Ashley Judd is, of course. All right, so we had, my, a, we had my, topics we had to get to. Well, right? my point was, uh, well, uh, it's a stupid point. All right, let's go to the next topic. This one's interesting. Dr. Scott Jensen reexamines his position on abortion. This is according to Alpha News. Very interesting thing. Apparently, he wrote an op-ed in the Star Tribune. I don't know how we missed this. Mm-hmm. It was like in June. He wrote an op-ed. We can both, and this is a quote from Jensen, we can both... We could be both pro-life from a personal perspective and we could be pro-choice from a policy perspective. It's like, oh, let me just not have morals if I'm going to run for office. Yeah, she said it. So stupid. Well, but is he going to run for office again? No, I, I think he's looked at not doing that, but who knows? That's probably why he's okay with throwing away his I mean, morals. he said the quiet part out loud, right? This is what all politicians think. Yeah, yes. literally, like, when I'm a politician, I'm going to have totally different morals right. or no morals. And See, I know, I know who Jensen is, okay? Now, as an individual, if you get a, a, cro- a like aside from politics, nice guy, right? I can be friendly with Scott Jensen, very friendly, nice guy. But he's a politician, and he's always been a politician. Mm-hmm. And I don't like politicians. We had him on the show. We had him on the show, but that was to discuss. Uh, Did he, had he had written the Star Tribune one at that point? No, no, that was like we had him on the show in February. Was it that long ago? It was a long time ago. Oh, jeez. Dr. Scott Jensen, former GOP candidate for governor, wrote in an op-ed that following his 2022 election loss, he is re-examining his position on abortion. Quote, because millions of Americans believe that the Supreme Court's ruling had a decisive... Should I just do my Scott Jensen impression? Please do. Gee, golly, because millions of Americans believe... <laughs> <laughs> really? Millions of Americans believe that the Supreme Court's ruling had a decisive impact on elections across the nation. I decided to re-examine the abortion issue from both a historical and present-day perspective, Jensen wrote. He said he has come to the conclusion that being pro-life and advocating for bodily autonomy are at odds with one another. You ready for this one, Bridget? Sure. All right. You're very Catholic, pro-life. I'm very pro-life. William's pro-life. Jesse, pro-life-ish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about this subject much, Jesse. Not very much. Yeah, you're more of a, what's Trump doing today? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get into I'll get into what I what I think. All right, quote: I am a pro-life, but I won't. I am pro-life, but I won't tell you what determines the beginning of life, because I don't know. My thoughts on abortion are increasingly influenced by my passionate embrace of the importance of bodily autonomy for all. Meaning, I get to choose what my body endures. He wrote. Consider someone who chooses to decline a vaccine. How can that same someone then insist that a pregnant woman be denied the right to choose what her body experiences? experiences yeah so how do you stupid. answer that one bridget <laughs> um it's not the woman's body i know it's it's just so interesting it's, so it's like stupid. that is every pro-life i mean they're consistent on this one it's not your body right well I truly mean, scott jensen body. knows the argument he knows right? that too he's a doctor like there's no way deep down i feel like that he believes that a fetus is not a baby yeah like what is it then if it's not a baby what is it you know and then it's like, so then why would you say something like this if you're not trying to run for office or you're trying to lecture people? Yeah, he could mm-hmm. be one, run for office again. Maybe he'll run for Senate. Maybe he'll run as a Democrat. Mm. Just kidding. Good. <laughs> I'm, he could. Um, 
He went on to say that while some may argue the abortion decision involves two lives, the U.S. Constitution, quote, doesn't establish a basis for defining the beginning of life or person, which doesn't make, it's not really an argument there. It doesn't matter. It's just not addressed in the Constitution. I am done with rigid proclamations insisting on banning abortions, Jensen wrote. He also advocated for making Plan B pills more easily available. Then he went on the breakdown with Broadcorp and Becky. There, there's, there's the big show to go on. Broadcorp <laughs> and Becky. My God, that guy is such a couple of dweebs. I <laughs> well, bet we I get know, more Becky, views. Becky's than well, do. but Broadcorp, man, that, I can't yeah. believe that guy's still around. He's mm-hmm. just such a hateful person. Like he literally, I don't think he has friends. You know, spends all of his time getting mad about conservative white men. Yeah, and he. Mm-hmm. By the way, he he actually uh, didn't he endorse. Oh, walls. Walls, yeah. yeah. And then Jensen still won on his podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Following the release of his op-ed where he stated that we should have the morning after pill in every medicine cabinet next to the Tylenol bottle, he reiterated that he no longer knows when life begins. Quote, gee golly, Whiskers, when I was younger, I used to think that, of course, life began at conception. But by golly, gee, I don't think that anymore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Gosh. <laughs> He literally makes himself sound so dumb. Like you're Let's, a doctor, a family doc that has studied a lot of different science classes probably of when life begins. I don't know. No, and he used to believe that. So like what changed? Did public opinion shift his personal views? Probably. This is what's wrong. With I don't think he changed his mind. Yeah, that's, I don't, that's what I don't no, think. I don't think he changed his mind. Yeah, he didn't change his mind. And that's the thing, Scott Jensen, yeah. yeah. He, he had the opportunity. Like he was the candidate. It's his platform. He gets to choose how to run the campaign. Uh, so the fact that he's trying to backtrack it now and uh, blame it on that, it's interesting. Because but what does he gain from publicly backtracking? Because you get, you, you're, I think, well, I can see two things, a future in politics, but number two, and this is probably more realistically, you're viewed heroically for speaking out against the right. Mm. See, we view this on the left. You know, Jordan Peterson goes around asking people, when has the left gone too far? And a lot of people can't answer that question. That's a valid question. It's a very valid question. Um, so we look at people like um, Russell Brand. That's a good one, right? Russell Brand not coming from the right, but speaks out against the radical left. So we view those people in a very good lens. Jensen's kind of doing that on the opposite side. So what happens? You know, you get in the good graces of the Star Tribune. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the audience. That, that's the audience you're playing to. Good luck. Maybe you get invited to a couple more dinners. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But you don't mean anything to the movement. You just trash the base. Let's go to pull up the uh, video, Dawson. Um, this was something and we criticized this last fall. Listen, I reluctantly voted for Jensen, um, mostly out of my sheer hatred for Tim Walls. I knew who Jensen was the whole time, right? But post primary, and there was no one that ran against him in the primary. What do mm-hmm. you do, right? Well, there is there is two nobodies who ran against Jensen in the primary. There was Joyce Lacey, who the lady in a wheelchair, who she's now running for U.S. Senate. And uh, Bob again, Carney, the perennial candidate who had uh, I remember Captain that, Jack Sparrow like, as his uh, lieutenant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, and uh, yeah, that uh, Bob again, Carney stopped by our fair booth uh, at the state fair last year. So, oh, really? but he's he's a total rhino. He said he supports walls. So, <laughs> you know, th- th- that's that guy for you. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, he ran unopposed. And it's just like at that point, yeah. you know. It is what it is. I couldn't stand Walls. I don't think we should have uh, rewarded Walls. But then again, you get Jensen, right? And Jensen isn't like some strong conservative. At least Jensen, you think you could push him or pull him one way. I guess pull would be the better term. Mm -hmm. Um, But, of course, you're going to be pushing him on the left. So let's pull up this video. This was back 
obviously abortion became a big issue. So this is how Jensen responded to all the attacks on him. I've delivered 500 babies in my career. Abortion is divisive. And Tim Walls is weaponizing the issue. In Minnesota, it's a protected constitutional right, and no governor can change that. And I'm not running to do that. I'm running because we need safe streets, excellent schools, parental rights, and more money in the family budget. That's what I'll fight for. Let's focus on the issues that matter. I mean... You know, I watch that now, and I'm just even more appalled by it. And that's how Republicans respond. I don't think to I ever it. saw that video. Mm. Oh, it's so horrible. And, and so, this let's, is let's worry about the issues that matter. As I'm holding the baby, that's like the number one issue, in my opinion. <laughs> like the baby, you know. Okay, so number one issue with that video. And by the way, well, just in general, it's like if you don't have a right to life, that's my biggest thing. If you don't have a right to life, then what? Like, correct. What other rights do you have then? Like, oh, this little baby doesn't matter, but all the other issues do. And that's a fair. That's a great point, Bridget. You know. What I can't stand about this is, so those talking points came from the Republican Party of Minnesota by failed corrupt chair Dave Hand. Mm -hmm. He sent this out to all the camps. We broke the story last fall. And they said, if you get asked questions on abortion, here is the tested responses. Well, good. Mm -hmm. They tested these responses. Seemed like it didn't work for you guys. We knew what would work. And they said, Constitution is a, or, uh, the abortion is a constitutional right. It's not mm -hmm. on the ballot. You know, that's what the, that was their talking point. And you're right, Bridget, to tell someone it's not on the ballot or this is not an important issue is so ridiculously stupid just from pure political advice. Because when it is their issue, then you just insulted them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't tell someone what's on the ballot. What's on the ballot is in their mind. And a lot of people on the left and a lot of people on the right, abortion was on the ballot. And you just told them, hey, it's not on the ballot. Mm -hmm. Well, then they tuned you out. And then this idea of the constitutional right that just alone says you're not from the right because yeah. that's the talking point from the left. It's not even true. Mm -hmm. The Southern, uh, the Northern Poverty uh, Law Center finds that to be a, an incorrect statement there. Yeah. They just released that. I don't know if the fact checking. They do live fact checking. I like really the live amazing. fact checks we've been well, doing. We have, yeah, we have this uh, special thing monitored down there that lets us know <laughs> mm -hmm. Northern Poverty Law Center do weighs in work. really quick. Great mm -hmm. work. Yeah, I mean, the abortion issue isn't going away anytime soon. I know a lot of Republicans are hoping that's going away. But if Democrats are smart, and I think this is what they're doing, they're going to put a constitutional amendment on the ballot this coming year, 2024, and get voters to officially enshrine abortion into the Constitution, even though they've done this like five times already. So, And now they got their buddy, you know, will be hand in hand with them for that. Yep. Yep. John so Jensen. Look, we got to. Maybe David Hand might as well join them, too, because he believes it's a constitutional right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's a losing strategy. Like, you got to differentiate yourself from the Democrats. Otherwise, why would anybody vote for you? And they have the more extreme position here. Mm -hmm. yep. Literally. And we've talked about this many times on the show. The left does not want to define when life begins, right? It's not just Jensen that doesn't know when life begins. They, they well, they kind of do know when life begins. And let's be honest, Scott does too, right? Because you, you can't have a real argument other than, con uh, than conception, right? I'm fine from a legal standpoint. Six week, ba you know, bills, heartbeat bills. I'm fine with that because it's a better position. But if you're going to be honest about this, once once a baby is conceived, how is that not a human life? There's no other point you can look at to find when the origins of life begins. And so we have to go with conception. And well, they don't want to ever define it. And so the left has taken so far 
where they will kill a full-grown baby. And it's so sinister, and we broke this story too, obviously, during the legislative session, but if a baby is born from a botched abortion, they don't have any rights to let that baby be de- uh, killed. And that I just don't understand how that's not murder. So that is exactly what the left thinks. It's why they don't want to define life. And Jensen's kind of catering to that audience, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think that video is proof that I don't think Scott Jensen changed his mind on the issue at all. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people don't even know the fact that Scott Jensen interned at Planned Parenthood. And I think you're right that the constitutional right using that language that uh, David Hand was pushing out there, which... Uh, like you said, it's totally false. Nowhere in the Minnesota Constitution, nowhere in the U.S. Constitution is there a right to an abortion. Uh, but just to, I, I wrote out a few of my ideas, the, the way that I view the issue. And uh, so let me, let me just list these out. Number one, defund Planned Parenthood. Number two, investigate the sale of baby body parts. Number three, remove federal jurisdiction on the issue. Leave it to the states. Number four, remove licensing of abortion doctors. Number five, Post-birth abortions are illegalized. Number six, uh, no criminal charges on women or doctors for first or second trimester abortions. The guilt and spiritual ramifications are enough punishment. And then finally, number seven, no state can charge a woman for actions she took in another state. I think that's the proper legal way of handling the issue. Uh, I've thought about it a lot, and it's mostly 99% pro-life, you know. But I I have problems with the... uh, legal implementation so actually on the issues of like the presidential candidates i'm oh, probably not, whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm probably closest to uh william respond to you i'm probably to well here i'm i'm just gonna say i'm probably closest to vivek ramaswamy no <laughs> this is the last thing i'm saying vivek ramaswamy is probably the person who i'm closest with on the issue because he also wants it to remain a state issue i think a lot actually do i think even trump's made that statement no trump wants to do some federal no, he doesn't. Some federal laws. Yes, he he's does. gotten in trouble with the pro-life movement for that. What do you mean? He, he said, "Well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't touch abortion. Abortion should be decided at the state level." Hmm. Yeah, he well, said something like that. No one likes abortion. No one likes abortion less I, than me. But. Well, and he also <laughs> no, blamed he said this in recent town the, halls. In recent town halls with Sean Hannity with other people, oh, really? he said, oh, "Now well, we yeah, have I'm leverage. Now we have one. negotiation." So. Yeah, no, he's saying that he wants to do something on the federal level. Well, because he got so much backlash for blaming 2022 on pro-life people. Well, here's the thing. Go ahead. So you're a member of Congress in the House of Representatives. Uh, Federal abortion ban comes on the table. You have the green and the red button in front of you. How do you vote? Wait, say that again? Would you vote for a federal abortion ban? No. Why not? Because I just said it belongs to the states. Why? Because it's not uh, specifically enshrined in the Constitution. I, I actually kind of similarly hold that position, but I'm torn on this one because I think anything to protect life is... I know, me too. I'm right? like, it's life but trumps do, politics. Yes, but I do see the danger federalizing it because right. then it's the next administration or next Congress. Well, there's and, another but, point that you made it. that a woman shouldn't be penalized for actions she took in another state. Does the mm-hmm. same apply for murder? Well, you, you wouldn't be charged... Like, if I went and murdered someone in Wisconsin, yep. I wouldn't be charged in Minnesota. I would be charged in Wisconsin. So you'd be okay with uh, being charged. But Minnesota couldn't protect you from that. Like, Minnesota should cooperate with an extradition, oh, right? I don't know. Have you met this governor? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a tough one because it kind of violates commerce clauses and things like that. But 
but that's one how thing it works you said for uh, that I want to get to real quick. But hold on, that's just, a great uh, point. Strategically, is, that's that's the argument against federalizing it mm-hmm. is because murder is a state charge, right? And that's so, true, but then you have states cooperate with one another to ensure each other's laws. Well, I are think yeah, I think you regard. can do that. Yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think the criminality probably should be more on the. Uh, I almost said health professional. That's the wrong term because they're anti-health professional. They want to kill somebody. But the the physician that performs the abortion. Yeah, you shouldn't punish the women, I don't think. I, well, unless tough. they do it themselves. That was another story we put on Twitter. Is the Nebraska. Nebraska woman. Thing, yeah. Um, are you able to pull up our Twitter real quick, uh, Dawson? Actually, I was actually disappointed with that because it was only 90 days. Like That's pretty much a slap on the wrist for what she did. Yeah, and then apparently the mother's facing long jail time. I guess I'm not really certain. She helped order the, uh, she helped conspire in the abortion and burying and burning the body. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we should know, give context for the story. Yeah, basically before, uh, the story is a woman in Nebraska. So Nebraska just changed. I'll scroll down here. Right there. No, so this was before the, they changed the, the law. the article there. And, and the point we're trying to make on, on Twitter is that the left's going to think she's the victim here. But this is a woman who basically, because of a new Nebraska law, couldn't get an abortion. This is an old Nebraska. This is back in, like, 2020. They only changed the the abortion laws recently. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, um, so she she does an abortion herself, or his mom's helping with it. She's being prosecuted. I think she's being prosecuted, actually, for discarding the remains of the baby. Now, just think about that. You kill your own baby and you discard the remains and hide them. And that's an awful thing. And I think you probably belong in prison for that. And the left is so crazy in their views that they actually think she's the victim here. And it's the the legislators and the policymakers that are the, the aggressors. That's how they view the world. Right. So I think that's probably where the criminality is. But I think when you're getting operated by, like, physicians or health professionals that's probably where the criminal code goes to yeah and the reason going back to the nationwide abortion ban like our culture is just so messed up in that people think it's okay to abort a baby up into the ninth month of pregnancy and in some cases afterwards yeah um i think the only way to correct that is to take federal action i'm not necessarily a big proponent of federal government a really big government intervention but when it comes to protecting lives, when it comes to protecting lives of the unborn, I would support laws in that instance. That's me personally. Let's I understand the other side of the argument. Sure, and I, I just want to say one more thing, just on a strategy standpoint, because I'm definitely not saying that the Scott Jensen, David Hand strategy is what's going to work, but I'm also saying that the uh, Doug Mastriano strategy of Pennsylvania also isn't going to work. Uh, you know, I think the... You know, it depends on the poll you look at, but I think two-thirds of the country is in support of abortion. And so, you know, a six-week ban or, That's you know, stated these... Stated in what way? Huh? Stated in what way? Uh, That's the problem is the left, they, they, they're they so clever and they got the media on their side, but I think it's overwhelmingly people are against partial birth abortions, certain yeah, late-term abortions. Yeah, of course. Abortions. Overwhelming right. majority are against third trimester abortions. And that's what you need abortions. a message on and talk about. Th- that's what I'm saying. further extreme than you. Right, exactly. Because I'm saying if a candidate goes out there and says they're going to ban all abortions ever, they're guaranteeing their loss unless they're in a very red state. Uh, so, but I agree with you that, you know, the focus should be the, the campaign strategy is attacking the left for their extremist on the, on the late term, on the post-birth. That's mm-hmm. the way the campaigning should go. 
to me, you know, I, I support contraceptives. I support Plan B. Uh, I, I think that those are the wrong issues to go after. Uh, and, yeah, like I'm saying, just strategically and philosophically, I think it should be done on a state-by-state -state basis. Um, let's go to some comments here. Um, we have comments about Scott Jensen. Razzle Dazzle says, bring Scott Jensen back to explain his positioning and reasoning for the interview slash article. I'll do that. Yeah. Let's reach out to Scott and see if he'll come on. Uh, I mean, that'd be, that'd be I've great, debated actually. him a couple, or once at least. He said I was a good debater. We should only invite him back if he <laughs> agrees to share the show. He didn't do that last oh time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. He's going to get He won't want to trashed. do that. Yeah, he won't do it. <laughs> the last yeah. one, it wasn't like adversarial. Like, once again, I'm telling you, the guy's really nice if you get to meet him, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. like, once again, I just think you're hurting the movement. And I wonder what Matt Burke thinks. Like, Matt Burke. Yeah, I We know, should get him right? on the show. Yeah, yeah that would be good. That'd be great. We should surprise him, do like a Jerry moment. Like, well, <laughs> Scott, today we have Matt Burke as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <An> awkward handshake. <laughs> uh -huh. Because Matt Burke... I like that guy, and I kind of thought that should have been the candidate. I so think Matt, you, too. you are the liberal instead of you are the father. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Very well done. Um, Matt was like, like he's been pro-life his whole life, like a big, big supporter pro-life movement. And then to see that kind of stuff, I kind of wonder what he's thinking. When well, at the state convention, he was talking about, you know, we have to stop attacking fellow Republicans. We have to, we can't be questioning Scott's pro-life credentials, and I yeah. kind of want to see, see why, how he now feels now. Now you see why we are. You yep. see why that happens. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, so we'll reach out to him. That, that'll be interesting. But listen, I listen. David Hand, officially invited to this show. Come over. Let's talk to you, David. And Lee Finky, of course. I think, well, Lee Finky, yeah, Lee Finky's already declined. We have invited <laughs> a lot of people. No one on the left has the guts to talk to us. But hopefully, Jensen will. David Hand, you got an invite. Okay, because I know you watch the show. I know these things. <laughs> I know people tell me a lot of people tell me things. So you are if you want to clear your name, because I think what you're doing is really bad for the Republican brand. I think I also think you're weaponizing government agency against us. We can come on and discuss these things in front of our audience. And I don't mind talking to anyone because I, honestly, I think when you know what you're saying is true and right, then why do you hide? And that's why I think the left always hides from us is. They don't believe what they are saying, or if they do, they know it's too far extreme. I have no views that I think are too extreme that I won't stand up for. Glenn Cotton, I thought, why did Matt Burke go with Jensen? Because Roman Catholics condemn contraceptives and Jensen. What was the? I can't see the bottom part. Oh, I can read it for you. And Jensen publicly promotes contraceptives. Well, that was before. So when they initially agreed to team up, Jensen had a very different abortion stance than he did in the general election. Mm -hmm. I think they probably his campaign team probably sat down with Matt Burke and was like, "Look, this is how it is. You got to go along with it." Unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Matt Burke well enough to say that because then it sounds like he kind of took a political route. Although he could also right. look for the greater good. Being a lieutenant governor, I could get things done. So I, I don't. Yeah, we should. We should. Yeah, we should reach out to him. That'd yeah, be yeah. interesting. All right, let's go to this. Uh, I think this is very important. By the way, do we have a rumble rant today? We have no rumble rant. Not rants. yet. So if we don't get a rumble rant, we will be forced to have to go to Barbie and talk about that. There you go. Oh, no. Hostage. Just kidding. Um, let's go to this. Oh, because this is a very important issue. And this will be, I think, a final thing we talk about today. There's, I don't think you're going to learn anything that you probably don't already know from this video. It's just laid out in a beautiful way. The New York Post reporter who had the Hunter Biden story 
He's in front of Congress. Now, Republicans took back the U.S. House, and everyone's all giddy. And I said this thing. I think you probably said it on the show. They're all giddy because now we're finally going to get to the bottom of things, and you're going to have these congressional hearings. And these hearings are good. I like the videos. I like watching this stuff. But is it ever going to end up going anywhere? Is anyone ever going to be held accountable? I really have little faith in that these days. But when you listen to what she says, I think this is about a two-minute clip. This is like, to me, as big as anything in the last 10, 20 years, damning stuff against the government. Because basically we're talking about forces of our government colluding to make sure Donald Trump doesn't get reelected, to bury a story, and silence free speech. Thank you, Tucker. No more Barbie talk. There you go. Tucker just did five dollars. Oh, no Barbie talk. And so wow, essentially, Tucker. if you disagree with Tucker, you got to do ten dollars, and we'll turn the Barbie talk. Just keep That's up how in it goes it. now. Unless That's Tucker's you, first rant, I think. Yes, unless you out purchase Tucker, uh, Barbie talk is now ceased, and I will make sure to referee this thing. So there you go. That was very clever. I like that. Mm-hmm. William's face right now is just like. This sucks. This really sucks. <laughs> no, it's fine. I wasn't expecting to talk Razzle about it so Dazzle's much today. Razzle roasting you a little bit. It says, Re- maybe that's a reflection of show quality today, Jake. Too much Barbie talk. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> hand it over to these guys. That's it's why it's got to be a different video. <laughs> just a hang. It's got to be a different video. <laughs> just wait uh, till you see the thumbnail for that video. He's already been working on it yeah. for weeks. I'm just going to tell you, I said to these guys, I don't think our audience really cares about it. Like, Sound of Freedom they did, but I don't think you guys do. And so far, Tucker's the one speaking with his money, and he says no. So there Weren't you go. Were you the one saying that we got to reach out to new audiences, though? Isn't that like the <laughs> point? We don't need to bring what in audience the, are we yeah, the, the Barbie crowd. <laughs> the Barbie crowd, yeah. The people sure interested love this show. in the politics behind Barbie. Okay, wait. We're disobeying Tucker's. Yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah, it. we got to move on. Yeah, that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, I'm with you, Tucker. Yeah. Of course. Jesse doesn't like movies in general. That, that doesn't count. Counts for me. All right, let's go to this video. This is very important. I'm, we're really sidetracking from something I think is really important. People got to watch this. My name is Emma Jo Morris, a politics editor at Breitbart. Um, I'm here today because I published a series of news stories three years ago in October of 2020 about Hunter Biden's now infamous laptop, also known as the laptop from hell, uh, which is seen as some of the most scandalous reporting of the last decade. Um, What was more scandalous than the reporting itself, though, was the fact that it exposed the unholy alliance between the intelligence community, social media platforms, and legacy media outlets. At the time, I was deputy politics editor at the New York Post, and um, my reporting showed that despite then-candidates Joe Biden's repeated and furious denials, he was apparently involved in the foreign business deals of his family. Over several days, just weeks before Americans would vote for their next president, I revealed verified, authentic emails from the Biden Scions hard drive showing Ukrainian business partners receiving leaks from the Obama White House. I documented an off-the-books meeting between then-Vice President Biden and a Ukrainian energy executive and introduced the world to the big guy um, who got action on a deal with CEFC, China Energy Company. The Post published exactly how the material for the reporting was obtained, even identifying our sources, um, as well as a federal subpoena showing the FBI was in possession of the material the story was based on and had been since December of 2019. Um, But when the stories appeared on social media that morning, the venue where millions of Americans go to find their news and editors to get their angles, uh, within hours the reporting was censored on all major platforms on the basis of being called hacked 
or Russian disinformation. Um, Twitter refused to allow users to share the link to the stories, banned the links from being shared in private messages, a policy, by the way, that's used to clamp down on child porn um, and lock the post out of its verified account. Facebook said it would curb distribution and reach of the links on its platform. However, the stories were not based on hacked materials, nor were they Russian disinformation. And despite those claims appearing to come out of thin air at the time, we would eventually learn that they actually didn't come out of thin air at all. On October 19th, five days after the Post began publishing, Politico ran a story headlined, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former Intel officials say. God, I can't even say that with a straight face, you know? <laughs> Glad she's got sense Politico of humor. printed a letter completely uncritically from veteran members of the U.S. intelligence community falsely claiming that the Post expose has, quote, all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Just pause it right God. there. I mean, <laughs> I, I love this girl. She is finding humor in something so bad. Like, literally, top intelligence officials just lying and mm -hmm. calling it Russian disinformation. It's, it's almost so crazy that it's laughable. And this literally happened. You can watch the rest of this um, on Forbes. Forbes does a great job, by the way. I'm a little jealous. What? I, I'm not going to go that far. Forbes generally does a good job. But if you look at the title of this uh, video, they say uh, journalist laughs at Hunter Biden. They use that laughing moment to try to discredit the testimony. Uh, you think that's what's going on? Forbes leans to the right here. Go back to that title. They, I don't know. they tend to, but here. Uh, New York Post editor uh, laughs when de detailing censorship of Bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story. I don't know if I agree with you on that one. I don't think the laughing, putting the laughing in the title was necessary. Like, I think that's a little editorializing on their part. But she did laugh. She did laugh, but, like, that that's not the sub subject of the story, in my opinion. And if that. you watch the rest of that video, I mean, like, really damning. And this yeah. is stuff that we know because of the Twitter files. And yet the media doesn't want to talk about this thing. Right. We have a um, rumble rant from Glenn Cotton, $10, who says, Thanks for... Um, Tucker introducing me to Action for Liberty and Truth Hurts. You guys keep us informed in Minnesota politics. Oh, I appreciate that, Glenn, and thank you, Tucker, for introducing him. I mean, my God, someone's got to do it, mm -hmm. you know? The thing about our show is you're going to hear what we truly believe is the, the truth. You know, a lot of people will just give you bullshit. You know, they got a narrative. We don't. And clearly, the Biden administration, no, it wasn't the, you know, that's the funny thing. It wasn't the Biden administration. It was the deep state because Trump was in charge. So this is the deep state. When Trump's in charge, with the narrative, it's Russian disinformation, and it's a valid story. And I love, and I don't know if she said in this clip, but basically everything was true about what she said. It mm -hmm. was all true. Well, and the pictures were out there. You know, that basically the Russian disinformation line was for anybody too stupid to do their own research. You know, anybody could go out and find the pictures of him smoking crack. What are you going to do about this? I mean... I'm sorry. I'm going to go down a little dark road here. But, like, when you know the government's doing this, utterly lying, and the media then complicit with it, like, the the Democrats always say, we got to save our democracy. I think the democracy is in demise if that is what's going on. And and this is not like the politicians here. This is the deep state running this operation. These are James Clapper, who, by the way, should be in prison because he lied to Congress. He said that that the government was not spying on its citizens, and it was. It was collecting metadata on us. And Adam mm -hmm. Schiff. 
hot take but hot take mm. yes bring the ac out these hot takes i can't take them <laughs> too much heat from these hot takes there william <laughs> plus your hot take on the b movie which we can't name anymore because no one bought it out well if you want my take on the b movie it's a very different take than the barbie movie what's the b movie then uh, i was that was my reference and you can't say barbie anymore i have the first half of the b movie script memorized <laughs> do you actually yeah it, it, that was the one where my parents had like a DVD player in the car and they accidentally got the B movie stuck in it and couldn't take it out. I'm sorry. Are, what are you guys referring to? There's a movie called The B Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's about the, bumblebees or what? Who, who yeah. voices the B? Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld. Yeah. Falls in love with a. All right. Well, I woman. was trying to be funny and say the movie we can't mention anymore. You got. God. You, yeah, you got us. We can't Gen Z, help it. Like, you got Gen Glenn, Z going on. Glenn, I, I appreciate what you have to say. Clearly, we're not informing Minnesotans today because all these guys want to do is talk about the dang movies. Razzle Dazzle says, I've been spreading the word on Action for Liberty. Love the guest this week. I think we should get one per week like that. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun. I agree with you. Now, one of the problems with that, now we can find uh, these good patriots, but we also invite, a lot of people we invite, we invite because we would like to debate them and they won't show up <laughs> honestly it's so crazy i mean at least uh lee finky has done us uh, the decency of blasting on twitter how uh he has no interest in debating us yeah because we're just a hate group of course northern uh Lo poverty law center finds us not to be a hate group so mm -hmm. um despite what the southern he's got to take that up with the uh, northern poverty law center mm -hmm. Uh, actually, the Northern Poverty Law Center did find Lee Finky to be an extremist. They also weighed in that Lee Finky is a man. I think we got to do this thing now. We've referenced it too <laughs> much. I don't know to not who do. you're saying we are here, but no. all I know is this organization <laughs> does happen to come from Roseville, Minnesota. So maybe Tucker can help us with that project. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Chris, yes, Tucker's right. Chris Finky. I don't care what he wants to call himself. That's fine. If he comes on the show, we'll call him whatever. You know, hey, I might, I'm a reasonable man. I'll refer to him as a lady if he comes on the show. There you go. That's reasonable. Is yeah. she her pronouns? News 2727 says, bring Bobby Anderson to the show. Noof, I I love what you are saying. You must have been watching our show for a while. The, See, that's a problem when I don't know what your name is. Do we know Noof? Do you know who Noof is? The, well, first of all, Bob Anderson, the Bob Bites Back guy. Bob Bites Back. Okay. Yes, that goes back. So Noof might be, a, might, might be one of the people that have watched our show. Noof, what's your name? Do we know, I probably name? know you. Uh, we used to do a show. I used to show with uh, the old stubborn conservative Jack Rogers called um, Living Free. And we would more people would come on our show back then because uh, they didn't hate us as much, you know, the politicians. <laughs> we could still get the Bob Andersons of the world, and God, please give me some Bob Andersons. And I like that guy, but he was out of his mind. It was whack. <laughs> and it came out on the podcast. It was good TV. At the I state convention in 2018, he, I was wearing this American flag suit. He, he came up to me. He's like, whoa, I really love your suit. That's the only memory I have of him. Mm. Lynn is the lawyer and judge connections. What's, oh, Tom. I think Glenn is Oh, Tom Newfield. Okay, yes. Part oh of the Egan gosh, Mafia. Oh, my gosh. Tom Newfield. That's uh, Tom. I, I yes. Tom was definitely watching back then. That was some good <laughs> TV there, Bob Anderson. Bob Bites back. Yes. He's, is he still around? No idea. I think he died. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Wow, I know. <laughs> I believed you for a second. I'm pretty sure if I look up Bob Anderson obituary in Minnesota, there'll be a ton. So It's very we'll have to see yeah. it. I have no idea what that guy's up to, but I liked him. He was fun. It was it was a riot. 
All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. Um, we'll be back on Thursday with another show. And I do appreciate that comment because I do think we need to have more guests. And I thought I thought Brittany was awesome. So yeah. I can't wait to show Brittany this place and help these moms for liberty people because I see what's going on and I'm not going to let it. The nice thing is we were all there back 10 years ago when we started this thing. So essentially we've got enough resources where we can help these groups out, which is what's going to put us in the crosshairs of the South Poverty Law Center. If only mm-hmm. that Northern Poverty Law Center would stand up for us, you know. And we'll be just as fine. long as they have our back. We're good. They'll, they'll have our back. Mm-hmm. I, I know some of the advisors. They'll have our back. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We'll be back on Thursday. Take care.